Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. And this is why he's like the perfect picture in the story. He's the perfect picture of Jesus because Jesus is always inviting all of us. And he says, listen, come dine with me. Come sit with me. Let's break bread together. But Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm dirty. I'm, I'm such a sinner. And he's like, I know who you are. I know who you are. And, and I hope you would hear today too that his, his reply is, I'm not afraid of your sins. I'm not afraid of your sins. I died for all those things. Perhaps one of the most powerful displays of Christ, yet unfortunately the most overlooked books in the Bible, is none other than Ruth. The other thing going against our appreciation for this book is the stark contrast of culture between Western and Eastern culture. In today's message, Pastor James discusses the significance of Boaz inviting Ruth to eat with him. In his study, you'll learn how this display of grace and generosity points us to the heart of Christ, who invites us to dine with him, no matter our past. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. Ruth shows up and she has the legal right to go into any field she wants to and pick up grain from any field that she wants to. She does not have to ask permission. She legally has the right to go and collect grain. But that's not who she is. She is, you know, is I believe, divinely led to this field and she sees the foreman and she approaches the foreman. It's never told of this, you know, she, you know, we don't have her saying like, yeah, I made sure I asked him or anything. This is the foreman bragging about Ruth. He's like, yeah, she showed up and she asked me if she could gather grain. Like, who does that? Nobody does that. We're used to them just showing up and demanding grain, right? Like, give me my free grain. He's like, no, she actually showed up and she asked if it was okay if she picked up grain from your field. Just highlighting just the character, just the character of Ruth and the respectfulness of Ruth. She's been at heart, she's been hard at work ever since. She takes a few breaks here and there because she's you know, you work smarter, not harder, right? Like, get, get, remember, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, right at this point in time, within that, that time of the year, I mean, the weather's pretty nice, but it can, get, it can get warm. And so she takes a break here and there, but she's a hard worker. She's probably putting everybody else to shame. And Boaz is taking notice of this. Verse 8, Boaz went over and said to Ruth, listen, my daughter, stay right here with us when you gather grain. Do not go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young women working in my field. See which part of the field they are, or they are harvesting, and then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly. And when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. So here's Boaz. He hears this report. He goes and he talks to Ruth, and he's like, hey, listen, Ruth, um, you are perfectly fine to stay right where you're at. And he doesn't just like, 
I mean, for anybody else that had shown up, he may have just been like, okay, well, hey, that's cool. Um, so I'm just going to go take care of some other business, and I got some paperwork I got to do and all that good stuff. No, he's like, I've got a personal invested interest in this lady, and now I have an open door to go and talk to her. Um, and so he's going to take advantage of that. And he's like, hey, Ruth, hey, how's it going? Name's Boaz. I own this field, right? And like, you are more than welcome to stay here. In fact, I don't want you going anywhere else. Please stay here. Please, you just, you just made my day a whole lot easier and a whole lot better, right? Like, he's like, stay here. Follow the young ladies. He's like, I've already talked to all these young guys. I've already talked to all these knuckleheads, and I said, listen, keep your distance. Don't mess with Ruth. Don't you mess with her. So she has protection. She's been invited in. She gets to, uh, and he even offers to her to share in the water that, that they draw up. Like, this is, these are big deals. And it's going to get even more, you know, his, his hospitality is just going to increase even more so. So she, her response to him is she fell at his feet. She thanked him warmly. And she says, what have I done to deserve such kindness? I'm only a foreigner. Boaz says, yes, I know. But I also know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law, Naomi, since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. So he, he recounts to her what, what everybody else has been noticing about her uh, and the, the story that, you know, she doesn't have to say anything. And that's the thing. That's the thing about character. You don't have to go and prove to people through your talk of the character that you have, it'll come out and people will take note of that. And so he's like, listen, I've heard the story. And the reason why I'm being overly generous to you is because I respect what you've done. And this, this is what's beauty, beautiful about this. The law said this, and Boaz comes along and he goes above and beyond what the law says. Welcome to grace, right? That's grace. Boaz is, Boaz is like, I know what the law says, but I'm going to go one step beyond that. You, don't, you can pick up the grain. You can help yourself to all the grain that you want, but I'll take it even further. Help yourself to the water. Enjoy complete protection and safety when you're in my field. It's really cool. Like, this is, this is grace upon grace. This is, um, man, this is just, again, it, it's, it's a, an indication of just the character of Boaz. Just the character of Boaz. And, and, I, and clearly, he's a, a good model, in one sense, for Jesus. And we would be Ruth. We are the, especially, I think, within this room, we are the Gentiles. We're the foreigners. And here's this, this man, this kindly gentleman who is, goes above and beyond. I know the law says this, but we're going to go above and beyond that. Yeah, help yourself to the grain. Help yourself to as much barley as you want. Oh, by the way, help yourself to as much water as you want. And then it goes even further than that. She, she replies back to, you know, just the things that he just recounted to her. He's, she says, um, I hope I continue to please you, sir. She replied, 
You have comforted me by speaking so kindly to me, even though I'm not one of your workers. Verse 14. At mealtime, Boaz called to her, come over here and help yourself to some food. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters, and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat, and she ate all she wanted and still had some left over. Welcome to a relationship with Jesus. Isn't that incredible? That is so intimate. I, I hope we don't miss this because, you know, our tendency is, as Westerners is like, oh, well, so he just invited her to her, you know, to his lunch table, right? <laughs> like, you know, like the, he and his people were eating lunch over here and he just welcomed. No, no, he went beyond that. He let this Gentile woman come and not only sit at the table, but they broke bread together. She was able to dip into, you know, the ranch dressing, right? As Texans, we, we understand that, right? We're like sour wine, ranch dressing. Just does that help? Um, balsamic vinegar and, you know, a little olive oil. That's good stuff. She got to dip in the same bowl that they were dipping in. That's like a oneness thing. And we know that that's a really big deal in the Gospels. Because Jesus was breaking that rule, it seemed like, all the time, at least as far as the Pharisees were concerned. They're like, we don't break bread with Gentiles. Because why? Well, because we don't want to take on their filthiness. We don't want to take on their sinfulness, because that's what you do when you break bread and you're sharing the dipping sauce and all that stuff. Boaz is like, here's some bread. Here's my container. Dip away. He was not afraid of her foreignness or her Gentileness. He wasn't afraid of that at all. And this is why he's like the perfect picture in the story. He's the perfect picture of Jesus because Jesus is always inviting all of us. And he says, listen, come dine with me. Come sit with me. Let's break bread together. But Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm dirty. I'm, I'm such a sinner. And he's like, I know who you are. I know who you are. And I hope you would hear today, too, that his, his reply is, I'm not afraid of your sins. I'm not afraid of your sins. I died for all those things. Go ahead, dip away. Let's share some bread together. This is like a very kind of just cool, intimate thing that happens there. This doesn't happen all the time, and this is a big deal. And Boaz is sweet on Ruth, Absolutely. Absolutely, because he's not doing this with anybody else. He's not doing this with any of his other workers, you know, in that sense, or any of the other young ladies that are walking around in the field that have, that have always been there. He notices Ruth. There's obviously an attraction to Ruth, okay? So let's not miss that either, because he visually noticed Ruth. And he's like, well, hold on. Stop talking. Who is that, Right? Who's that girl? Does she have a Facebook? Is she, is she on Instagram? Like, how can, I, how can I get to know her? And then he's like, no, 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 no. That's Ruth, the Moabitess. Oh, one of our enemies. Well, yeah, but she's not an enemy. Because remember, this is written there in the time of Judges, and the Moabites were enemies. They were enemies. Boaz is like, ah, nah. I want to spend some time with that girl. <laughs> I'm going to have lunch with that lady. And he did. 
And he gave her some, she got to dip the bread in the sour wine. She sat with his harvesters. Uh, she, she was included. He brought her in. She was included. He gave her some roasted grain. I don't know what that is, like corn nuts or something. I'm not sure what's going on there. But he's like, here you go. Here's some sunflower seeds. Knock yourself out. I don't know. But he's, he's sharing all that he has with her. And he shares so much with her that she can't possibly take in all that he has given to her. Welcome to real Christianity. Jesus is continuing. He's just dumping out buckets of grace every day. And we're like, I can't take any more. This is how you and I should be. We, I can't possibly take any more. And he's like, well, I'm just going to keep dumping it. I'm just going to, I'll give you more than what you need. Because you don't realize how much you actually do need. Oh, by the way, let me dump some more mercy out on you too, because you definitely need more of that, right? Just continue. There's just, there's an unending supply of grace, of mercy, of love, of protection, of, you know, uh, what do you need? What do you need to survive? He's got you. Matthew chapter 6, he's got you. She ate all she wanted and still had some left over. Verse 15, when Ruth went back to work again. Again, character. I love this. Because at this point in time, she probably could have just hung out with Boaz. She could have been like, hey, can we talk for like the next few hours until they, you know, until they, you know, they blast the horn that the day, work day is over? She, no, she's, she's going to get back to work. Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. Oh, he's going above and beyond again. And pull out some heads of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. I, this is just grace upon grace upon grace. They're like, but that's not the rule. He's like, I don't care what the rule is. I don't care what the rule is. He's like, I'm fulfilled the rule. Now I'm going above and beyond the rule because he did fulfill the law. But he's taking it to the next level. So Ruth gathered barley there all day. And when she had beat out the grain that evening and filled an entire basket, she carried it back to town. This is like 30 pounds of grain, OK? 30 pounds of grain. Just another impressive thing about Ruth. Now she's got to carry this thing all the way back home. And she does. And she does. She's got a basket, 30 pounds of grain that she, uh, that she gets back to Naomi. She carried it back to town, and she showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the roasted grain that was left over from her meal. What? Remember, she had so much. What'd she do? She didn't throw it away. She didn't waste it. She wrapped it up in a little swan origami aluminum foil thing, and she brought it back to Naomi, and she says, look, he's given me so much I want to share with you. What? That's beauty. That's beautiful. So much grace, so much love, so much mercy. What are we supposed to do with all this, Lord, that we can't possibly handle? Well, why don't you share it with somebody else? Why don't you give it away? Don't waste it. Share it with somebody else. Go back wherever you need to go back to. With whoever it is that needs to hear about it and say, you know what? Listen, I was in the fields today, and Jesus gave me more than what I could ever imagine, what I could ever possibly think of. He supplied my needs. He's taking care of me, not just physical needs, 
spiritually, all that good stuff. Can I just share with you from the overflow of what he's given to me? That's a beautiful thing. That's what, that's what church should be like. That's what body life should be like. It's, it's taking that overflow and saying, like, can I just share with you the grace of God, the goodness of God? Sometimes that's monetary, and that's beautiful when that happens. That's a cool thing. When we get to share with others in their time of need because the Lord has blessed us, that's amazing. That's a, but it's also a sweet thing, too, when it's like, man, I was, I was doing my devotions today, and, and there was just, I just could, I couldn't take any more. I just couldn't take any more. And I got to share it with somebody because it's just like, I'm like that, that well that's just like, or that spring is just, it's going to burst. Can I share with you the grace of God? Can I share with you how good he is? I, I saved some of this for you. I saved some of this for you. That's your goal of, of, of devotions, Right? Now, there's going to be times in your devotional life where it's like, well, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> like, and it's not like he hasn't poured out anything on you. It's just like, I just don't feel like I got anything. You might have more than what you realize. And maybe the <clears throat> realization comes with the sharing with others. So just a nice little goal for your daily devotions. Okay? Think of what you can set aside for somebody else, to share with somebody else, all right? So, verse 19, where did you gather all this grain today, Naomi? Yeah, she's like, holy cow, you hit the mother load. Like, where were you at? How many fields did you go to? It's probably what she's thinking. She's like, I didn't have to go to, I only went to one. She's like, I met this guy. So she's like, where did you work? May the Lord bless the one who has helped you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about the man whose field she had worked. She said, the man I worked for today, uh, his name was Boaz. And Emily's like, whoa, hold on. Like, the Boaz? She's like, I don't, yeah, I guess so. So Naomi, the, the alarms are going off in Naomi, matchmaker, right? Like the, uh, what, what did, I can't remember what they call that in the Jewish families, yintas, right? Like <laughs> she's like, the matchmaker's going off. She's like, whoa, wait, wait, I think that guy's single. I think that guy's single. In fact, she's like, no, I know that guy's single, right? She's like, so she's already working it. She's like, in her brain, she's already putting like, okay, all right, interesting. Interesting. Oh, so that's the field you ended up at. Oh, we got 30 pounds of grain because of, oh, he must like you. She says, may the Lord bless him. Naomi told her daughter-in-law, okay, so may the Lord bless him. He is showing his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband, which is a, just an interesting little statement as well. But she's just saying, like, he's honoring your, my son, your husband, okay? But he's being respectful, and Naomi picks up on that. That man is one of our closest relatives, one of our family redeemers, one of our kinsmen redeemers. One of, because there is another. Okay? Then Ruth said, What's more, Boaz even told me to come back, to come back and stay with his harvesters until the entire harvest is completed. Good, Naomi exclaimed. Do as he said, my daughter. Stay with his young woman right through the whole harvest, you might be harassed in other fields, because that was common back then, okay? So she says, but you will be safe with him. So Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's field and gathered grain with them until the end of the barley harvest. 
Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer. And all, all the while, she lived with her mother-in-law. This is, so what we need to understand, time frame-wise, months pass in this relationship, okay? So it's not just like one day she's working in the field, and then the next day she's like cuddling up to the bottom of his feet kind of a thing, right? Because when we read those stories, we're like, chapter three is like, what in the world is going on? You have months that these, they have been interacting with each other and overlapping with each other. From barley fields to wheat fields, right? So they're spending time together. They're getting to know each other. Here's, here's a good application point, and we'll, we'll wrap it up on this, and then we'll go right into two discussion questions. But one little note I wrote uh, next to this, as Naomi has encouraged Ruth to stay in his field, my encouragement to you, to me, to you watching online, stay in his field. Stay in his field. Don't wander from the Lord's provision and protection into the field of worldly pleasures. Now, I stole that from somebody, but I don't remember who I stole it from, so I can't quote them, okay? So it's not mine, right? It's probably Warren Wearsby, but I don't really know, okay? So I just saw it, and I was like, that's really good. I'm going to write that in my Bible, and I did. Um, and I didn't put who said it, which I normally do. But don't wander from the, from the Lord's provision and protection into the fields of worldly pleasures. Stay with him. The grass is not greener on the other side. What you find out is it's full of mosquitoes and stickers. And you're like, ah, this is not what I thought it was going to be. No, because it never is. Stay in his field where it's safe. He's providing for you. He's taking care of all your needs. He has your back. He's watching over you. Yeah, are there, are there knuckleheads kind of roaming around this earth and wanting to mess with people, his people especially? Of course there are. But he's got your back. So stay in his field. Stay in his field. He will, my God will supply all your needs. My God will supply all of your needs. So you got Boaz... Swiftness. The other definition, I forgot to mention this, but the other definition that I've seen concerning him is in him is strength, but, um, but swiftness and all, I guess, he's a wealthy, influential man, relative of Limelech. He's got his fields and all this good stuff. I stole this too, okay? I took this too. I didn't type this out, right? But they didn't put who they are, so I can't credit them, okay? So that's on you, um, whoever wrote this out, all right? You didn't put your name on it, so great men go the second mile, Boaz treats his servants with kindness, Ruth chapter 2, verse 4. Boaz provides for Ruth's needs uh, with generosity. There's inclusion, there's water, there's blessing, there's lunch, there's security, and there's an unending supply of food, okay? That's all that Boaz provides for Ruth. Boaz is faithful to his promises. We'll see, we've seen that in uh, verse 23, but you'll also see it again in chapter 3, verse 18, all the way through chapter 4 into verse 10. Men of God go above and beyond. We should say Christians go above and beyond, above and beyond. I know the law may be this, but no, no, it's grace upon grace. It's grace upon grace. And especially within the season that we find ourselves with COVID and elections and debates and all this nonsense and all this stuff, Christians go above and beyond. 
go above and be willing to go the second mile. Be willing to go. Go with them. That's all we have time for today at Bread for the Broken, but we're so glad that you joined us as Pastor James continues through the book of Ruth. Ruth and Naomi were both struggling with the loss of people they loved. It's hard to imagine how they got enough strength to make the journey where they'd meet Boaz, but they put their faith in the Lord and found the strength that they needed. If you've ever been in a place like Ruth and Naomi, you know it's easy to lose hope, but be encouraged. God is already making a way for you. Remember to trust Him always and do what He asks, even if you can't see how the story will work out. Are you wrestling with believing this truth today? We'd love to connect with you. So visit breadforthebroken.com and click on the contact tab. If you'd like to listen to today's teaching again or hear more from Pastor James, you can find them when you visit breadforthebroken.com and click on the teachings tab. You'll also be able to learn more about Calvary Galveston at our website, as well as finding our location. Calvary Galveston is a church of ordinary people seeking to live as Jesus did. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. So if you're ever in the Galveston area, we'd love to meet you. Our atmosphere is relaxed, so come as you are. You can find out more and get directions on our website. Thanks for listening to Pastor James's teaching today. Know that we're praying for you, and we hope that you'll join us to continue digging into the book of Ruth next time on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of the